Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Hey, um, what did the sushi say to the bee? What? Wasabi. <laughs> no? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, um, no, enough of that nonsense. What did the, uh, what do you call a bee with a speech impediment. A mumblebee. Okay, that's all. That's it. That's that. That was that was less. <laughs> um, so maybe just one. No. Okay, that's it. Um, you you are we we are. Oh my goodness! We come to this place here, this church, and we gather, and we are so loved. Everything we do. As a, as a church, as a person, falls under this umbrella of love. And what, what I'm talking about today is, is falling under the umbrella of love. Did, did everybody get to hear Chris's sermon last week? Did you hear that? Man, did you like that as much as I did? That was good. I'm still thinking about that. Um, and, and what we're going to talk about today, I hope, kind of keys into that. Maybe I'm going to kind of re-say that in a not as good a way. So if you heard it last week, this might be boring. I don't know, but it, it's so good, the things we're talking about. I loved the image that Chris brought up last week about being dusty. Remember that where he said uh, the, the Jewish blessing of, of may you, I don't, I don't remember how exactly, may you have the dust of your rabbi or what is that? Say that again. Be covered in the dust of your yeah, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. I hope to get very dusty today. And I hope, I guess the reason why I'm, I'm kind of nervous and excited about this message is because I, I always think of messages in kind of three categories. I kind of think of the messages that are more intellectual, and I like those. Those are good. I think of messages that are more like heartstrings messages. Those are good um, and then there are these messages, the, the feet, the shoe messages. These, these are the ones that are, are the most challenging because they have measurable outcome. If, if, we, if we talk to our feet and we say, okay, feet, let's go do some stuff, we either do it or we don't. And if, if we talk to our head and say, okay, head, here's a good idea, okay, that's... That's good. If we talk to our heart, okay, let's shift this heart around. And we need all that. But hopefully, as disciples, hopefully as followers of Christ, these things make it to our shoe leather. And this is one of those shoe leather messages, I hope. So if you have your Bible, would you turn with me to uh, Matthew chapter 28? And we're going to start at the end. How many people get a book and, and you turn to the end to see how it ends. Does anybody do that? Some people are like violently shaking their heads no. Some people do it. They're like you read halfway and then you need to know what happens and you go to the end. I, I don't like doing that much, but we're doing it today. We're going to jump to the end. Um, what I really want to do is like preach the whole entire book of Matthew, but they tell me after five to six hours people lose their... 
So I can't do that. Um, we're just going to have to jump in here. <sighs> so, Heavenly Father, we come to your word. Because it's true. Because it is light. Because without it, we are groping each one, each and every one of us, groping in the darkness, lost without hope. But your word, O oh God, is a light for our path. It's a light for our feet. It shows us the way we can go. It shows us how to live. And so, God, we come to your word with hearts that are ready and open and say, yes, Lord. I pray you give us hearts of flesh this morning to hear your word, ears to hear. Like Beth said, ears to hear, God, that we could, we could receive what you're saying. What's, what's, what is the Spirit saying to the church this morning? In Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to talk real briefly today. I, I asked the elders if I could speak, um, and they said, yes, thank you. Um, I want to bring a message, and I want to bring an invitation. So there's a message and an invitation, and I'm very excited about both of these. So I can't spend too much time on, I'm going to start my clock, on the message, and I, so I can get to the invitation. So, Ready? The Great Commission, at the end of, of Matthew chapter 28, and I, I think Chris even mentioned these scriptures last week, the 11 disciples, this is verse 16, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Isn't that interesting? Chris mentioned that last week. Some doubted. God is so good. He, he always, there is so much, so much evidence for the God of the universe. But if you don't want to believe, there's a path for that too. You can be right there. You can see the miracles of Jesus. But if you still in your heart would say, I'd rather not, he gives you an out. And, and that, is, that is amazing love. That, that is, we are not forced None of us here are forced, unless you're a kid and your parents drug you, then you're kind of forced. But we come here with free will. We come to God with free will. I, I just think it's amazing, but some doubted. There they were. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So, uh, Jesus starts off by saying, all authority has been given to me. Um, my dad worked in business. He had a lot of employees when I was a kid, and I would go hang out and, and see my dad in his, his environment. And my dad was the boss. He was the big boss. And it's interesting because my dad, in that environment, had all authority because he was the big cheese. 
And it was interesting to watch how people interacted with my dad. And I was a kid, so they didn't think I could tell anything. So I would see the people interacting with each other, and I'd be there with them, and then my dad would walk through, and things would change. Because <laughs> my dad had all authority. There, was, there is this idea in this that when you have all authority, you have the power. And I, I think to understand what Jesus is saying here, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me, that you can't understand this really unless you understand the fear of the Lord at least a little bit. Um, there's a thing that happens in, in our church age where we, I think we mistakenly water down the fear of the Lord. I, I hear people, people say a lot of times, oh, the fear of the Lord, that just means respect. And I, I, I agree, it, it, it does have that in it. But the fear of the Lord is, is more than just respect. The fear of the Lord, if, if a person rightly understands the God of the universe, I mean, imagine, imagine this, this guy who speaks the universe into existence. That's the kind of guy he is. He's, he's so, so he's so much smarter He's so much more powerful. He's so much more able. Just to try to get a scale between to me and him. Just look at, look at nature. Look at what has been created. And then to understand, we go, th- we go through the Bible and we understand that God crushed his son on my behalf. He crushed his son to pay for my sin. This God who is very serious about things. It, it, it's not, he's not joking around. He's not winking things off. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom. The, the Bible would teach us that, that fearing God and understanding what fear is. In, in the Bible, fear comes, the fear of the Lord comes with judgment. It is that we understand God's the boss. If you want to get another kind of a vision for the fear of the Lord, picture yourself soon standing before Almighty God. And he will say things, and that's it. That is it for all eternity. That's it. And hopefully that puts within you and within your heart like... Yes, it's respect, but it's, it's a little more than that. It's like, he's the boss. He's the big boss. He's gonna, he, he says the way it is, and that's the way it is. When he says something, that's it. The fear of the Lord is, is really a good thing. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord teaches a man how to live. The fear of the Lord causes a man to humble himself. The fear of the Lord causes a man to come to the cross. The fear of the Lord is a wonderful thing. It's a powerful thing. We, we, we fear the Lord, and we don't fear the Lord like dread, but, but, we, but we fear the Lord because he is, he is worthy. And so in, in that sort of concept, Jesus is saying, look, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. I am the boss. What I say goes. 
do you get it? What I say, I'm, I'm, what I have been teaching, everything I have lived for you, everything I have shown for you, I have overcome death. We, we, we can see all this authority in Jesus' life. He says, storm, be still. And it's still. He says, Lazarus, come out. And, and the dead man comes out. He says, blind eyes see. He says, demons go away. There is nothing in creation, there's nothing in heaven or on earth that we will find that he's not the boss of. He's the big boss. It's like my dad walking through there and those employees going, ooh, there's the boss. Yeah, he, he's, he's the big boss. He has power to tell, power to speak, power to say, and what he says goes. So he starts this by saying, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. This is Jesus. This is, this is the humble servant who's coming back as king. This is the humble servant. This is, go therefore. Because of that, because I'm the boss, listen, go. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations. He's, He's given us a charge. He's given us a duty. He's, he's called us to something. Go and make disciples. Baptize them. I think of baptism in this context of like uh, signing on the dotted line of the adoption papers. When Jesus is teaching us here that go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Bring people into the church. Grow this church. Build this church. Make disciples. Make disciples. Make disciples, he said. How do we do that? Teaching them all the teachings that I taught you. Is that what it says? Teaching them all the teachings that I taught you. Is that what he said right there? Matthew 28? No, it's, that's not what he said. He said, teach them to observe. And that's our word. That's where we're going to center in on right there. Teach them to obey. Teach them to keep, to guard, to observe, to obey all that I have commanded you. Jesus said this, John 14, very short little sentence. If you love me, keep my So all of this that I'm talking about is under the umbrella of love. You know, we say we love God, and we do. But we, we must always realize that he loves us first, and he loves us best. And it is now given to us the opportunity to love him back. That's what this life is. This precious short life we have is an opportunity to say, oh, yes, Lord, oh, yes, I, I get that love. I, I want to love you back. And how is it then that we love him back? He said, if you love me, do what I say. Keep my commandments. D do the things I'm teaching you. And so we have this kind of scary, scary situation where God is the boss of the universe and he's saying, okay, here's what I want you to do. 
You got your notepad out? Because write this down. Here's what I want you to do. Go make disciples of everybody. Okay, here's how. Teach them to obey my stuff. You, you know my stuff. We've been hanging out for, the, for these years. You know, what, you know who I am. You know what I'm about. Teach them these things. A, uh, a Bible teacher recently went through the Gospels, and he found all the things where Jesus commanded, and he, he boiled them all down just to fi- figure out, okay, how many, how many things did Jesus tell us to do? And they're like 500 if you go through all the Gospels. But a lot of them don't apply. A lot of them are like, take up your bed and go home. I don't think we need to do that. That's, that's okay. We can, that was for somebody else. And a lot of them, you know, you'll find them in Matthew. You'll find them in Mark. You'll find them in Luke. You'll find them. So you can put those all together in one. And so when you, when you do all the math and, and put all these things together, there's only about 30 or 40 of them. That's not really very many. There's not a lot of... Commandments. I think the Pharisees would, would, would have done this a long time ago. If our, if our religion, Christianity, would have stayed in, in Judaism, we would have these rules and we'd probably have them tattooed and stuff and we'd probably be, be more crazy about it. But there's not really that many things that Jesus tells us to do. And really, you can boil almost all of it down to love the Lord your God. Can you finish it? Love the Lord your God with... And love your neighbor. So we can boil almost everything that Jesus commanded down to these. They, they really do boil down. There's a lot more to it. There's, there's a lot more. But he's, he's asking us to make disciples. And to do that, we teach people to obey. Now, I remember a long time ago in, um, in wedding vows... Some of you might remember this. Some of you maybe used this wedding vow to cherish, to love, and obey. Does anybody remember that? Or is that too old for you? Um, that used to be a thing. Nowadays, we sort of have a bad idea about obey. But obedience is, it is beautiful. If you obey what is lovely, you become lovely. That's a, that's a wonderful thing. As, as we obey the Lord, we become what they, what they said in the early days, Christians, little Christs. As we, as we obey the Lord, as we, okay, feet, you know, yeah, I know stuff. Yeah, I feel stuff. But all right, feet, let's, let's do this stuff. Love my neighbor as myself. Hmm. I'm going to think about that for the rest of the day, for the rest of the week, for the rest of the month. I'm on a little quest, and I'm going to invite everybody on this quest with me. I'm kind of really kind of excited this year to see how radical I can obey. I, I would like to know, because to be honest, you know, I'm, I'm lazy, and I get into ruts, and I've, I've been a Christian for a long time, and I kind of do my thing, and I really don't want to... I don't want to change. It's effort. And I'm, I'm kind of a little bit terrified to preach this and to, to say this out loud because I really want to see in my life the kingdom come. I want to love him back well. 
And, and my head knows, and my heart witnesses too, that to love him back well, I have to obey. He wants to see fruit on my life. He, he has charged us so many times in so many ways. We can read through, through the Gospels where he says, you know, I, I'm expecting fruit. I'm expecting payoff. He wants that. He deserves it. Return on investment. So it's kind of a lot. We have this, this all authority been given to him, and he's, he's charging us to say, look, here's what I want you to do. Go make disciples of all the nations. And then we get, we get the pie filling. We get the sweet. Behold, you are not going to do this alone. You do not have to try to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You don't have to do that. Because I'm with you always. And God has asked of us to participate with him in his business. He's asked of us to participate with him in the family business. And our family business is people. Our God loves people. He loves this church. He loves everybody that's here. He loves you so much. And he loves everybody that isn't here. It's his desire that they be here. Or another church somewhere that they can know the truth. And the truth can set them free. That people can be saved by this wonderful gospel that we know. That's his business. And the invitation to you and I is to participate. Unbelievable. Lord, you don't want me to participate in your business. I would fire me instantly. Please pick somebody else. But no, that's not, like, I know who you are. I know you're not very good. I know where you came from. I know from the burn pile that I, I snatched you out of, my son. But he snatches us. He cleans us, blows us off, sits us up. Okay, scoot now. And each one of us, each one of us is that, that precious child grabbed out of the burn pile, dusted off, loved, restored, redeemed. Okay, now, here's, here's, my, here's, what, here's what I'm really into, my son, my child. You want to come into my secret? Come into my workshop and I'll tell you what I'm really into. I'm into people. I Love people. I love him so much that I sent my son. And I crushed him so that they could come and be with me. That's the business and that's the invitation. And we don't have to do it alone because he's with us. He's with us always. And kind of what what my heart is is to to now flip back to Matthew chapter 5 and start at all the red letters and just go through and read everything that Jesus said. And of course, we can't do that in this time. But what I want to do is invite us. Maybe, maybe you, you're like me and you'd be like, yeah, that sounds pretty neat. Could we this year, and it's, the year, year doesn't matter that much to me, but could we now, could we start this thing where we say, what, how dusty can we get? How dusty can we get? How close can we get up behind him? Where the things he does is the things we do. 
I'm going to try to read my Bible different right now. I'm going to try to read these commands. And I, every time I come across one, here's, here's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to say, Lord, how, how can I do that today? And if I, if I can't do it today, that's, I'm not going to get uptight. How can, okay, how about tomorrow? <laughs> how about this week? How about this month? How do I change from where I'm at, which is basically not doing that, to where I am where I might be able to do that a little bit? That, that feels dusty to me. Does it feel dusty to you? Does that kind of idea, that, does that excite you? Because it excites me. It kind of scares me too because I know I'm talking to my feet and I know they have to get up and do something. I'm, I'm imagining myself shoveling my neighbor's driveway and I'm thinking, ooh, it's pretty cold out there. But on the other hand, I'm thinking, wait, if I've done it to the least of these, have I, have I shoveled the driveway for you? Oh, I like that idea. Do you like that idea? And I know you probably uh, have thought about all of this stuff a long time ago, and hopefully this is at least a, uh, a bit of uh, recollection for you. Or maybe this is kind of a new idea for you or somewhere in between, but I hope you'll be challenged with me this morning to obey. To obey because we love. Because we have been so loved that we say, yeah, yes, Lord, I want to obey. All right, I, I, I think I better leave it there. Um, would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, uh, you've loved us with such a great love. You have had such mercy. You have asked us to participate with you in what you're doing on earth. I, I, I'm not qualified, God, that's not. But you never leave me and you never forsake me. You send me your Holy Spirit to be within me and to guide me. Your spirit that whispers behind me, this is the way, walk in it. You give me your word which lights my path and teaches me. God, you have provided everything I need. I just... I'm asking for these feet, Lord, that they would get busy obeying you. I'm asking, Lord, for some dustiness. I want to be closer. I want to do the things that you did. I want to look more like you, Jesus. I want it to be said that as I live my life, man, that guy looks like a little Jesus over there. He must be a Christian. He must be one of those Jesus followers. Look at that, look how dusty he is. God, and, and, and it will be your love that they, that they get. It will be your love that it just poured out through me to your, to your children, to your creation. Thank you, O God, for this church. I pray, God, that we, we do get dusty this year, that we pursue you Pursue walking like you and talking like you and being like you. And no, we can't do it on our own. No, we're not going to make it. But God, 
So help us you, and you do, we will. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.